Hi, I'm Sally. I'm Linda. And I'm Ming. Pour yourself a cup of tea and join us for this week's episode of Moving Oolong. Hi everyone, we're excited to welcome you to episode 74, which we'll be sharing with a guest, um, someone super fun who we've seen before, and Sally will introduce him later to talk about the ick. So we'll go into that, how it relates to our relationships, um, the ways we interact with each other. So it'll be a fun conversation. But let's start with our weekly recap. Sally, what did you do? <laughs> What did I do? Oh, I feel like I met a lot of people this weekend. So that was interesting. Um, I really had to pull out my extroverted side, my extroverted muscle this weekend. Um, But it was interesting, I guess, how a lot of the people that I met or reconnected with after a while um, also are into climbing. So I invited like a lot of the people that I like, met over the weekend to climbing with us although i don't think all of them are going to come out but a lot of new climbing friends potential climbing friends um what else work update so work this week has been very depressing because my coworker that works in the lab with me like the other post back is out on vacation the whole week so it's just me alone in the lab, in my dark, cold lab. <laughs> um, but my mentor has been coming in pretty often this week. So I've been having more time in the lab with my mentor, more time to talk about random stuff and also lab stuff. But I had an interesting um, interaction the other day, uh, just yesterday, actually. So I was having a meeting with my mentor and these collaborators collaborators from a different lab in the building and I was showing them some images that I took and then my mentor was like trying to I guess control what I was showing he was like move the cursor over and like the computer was freezing so I was trying to explain to him patiently like I want to move the cursor over but the computer is just (laughs) lagging and he kept being like oh like move the pointer over like this so anyways I think like for from outsider point of view it probably that like our relationships seem kind of weird, but then <laughs> I was talking to like one of the guys who I was, we were showing the images to later on, and he was like, "Yeah, you handled that situation really well. <laughs> like you handled your mentor really well." He <laughs> was like, "I was surprised how calm you were when he was like trying to be like, or like move the stuff." <laughs> so that like reminded me of the, I guess a comment Ming made. Like two weeks ago in a weekly recap when she was commenting how my relationship with my mentor has changed mm. over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it really has. So what? it was, it's just, it, I don't know, it's just different. I think I'm more comfortable with my mentor now. And um, on Monday before climbing, I think I had like an hour long conversation with him about just like food or like fake health foods. So that's... <laughs> where our relationship has come to <laughs> anyways Sounds fun. yeah nothing really happened to me this weekend but what about you guys ming mm. uh, my week was kind of different uh, my mom is away she went to visit my grandparents in ohio for like a week and a half and 
So it's been kind of like quiet at the house. It's just me and my aunt here since my sister's at college. And I don't know. It's kind of boring, I guess, because I don't go out for work. So I just go from my desk to my bed. And especially now that like my mom and I don't hang out anymore. My aunt works nights. So like it's really lonely at night. <laughs> but um, last weekend, I toured a place in D.C. with uh, my good friend Carlos. and. It was actually the first place that I saw that like there was nothing that jumped out as a flag to me. Um, it was a really nice size and price and I don't know, it had a lot of things going for it. So I got really excited in the moment and I was like making all these plans and like trying to figure out how we could like sign the lease soon. But I've kind of calmed down <laughs> and tried to like lower my hopes a little bit because I feel like nothing is really final or set when you're renting a place until you actually sign. So mm -hmm. try not to get my hopes up too high. We still have a lot of things to do. Like we'll have to find more roommates to fill the house. But yeah, it was really cool to see one. And it was nice to tour it with Carlos because I've only been doing it with Sebastian. So it was like, Nice to hear a different perspective, but it made me really excited to live in DC. Although now that I'm like missing my mom, I'm like, how can I live in DC? And like, <laughs> if I'm already missing her, but mm, I think it'll be that's different. That's what I thought because, when I first moved out. I was like, I want to miss yeah. my family so much. But then now that I've moved out for a while, I don't really miss them. <laughs> I mean, see them every <laughs> week still. So yeah, and also like DC is not that far, and yeah, I feel like I don't miss my family when I'm not. I don't miss my family when I'm not bored. So like when I'm climbing and staying out late and then my mom texts me is like, when are you coming home? I'm like, I can move out right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I think it's just right now, like since it's kind of like chill for me, I'm like, I could live at home for a while. But, you know, we'll we'll see. I think the plan is to do it before the winter comes and mm -hmm. it is coming since it's the first day of fall. So <laughs> let me know if you're interested in moving to D.C. <laughs> That's true. I can feature on the podcast. You can become a frequent guest if you live with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's the only update on my end. Work is like still kind of laborious. And I don't know, I feel like I make a little mistakes here and there, but I'm like getting past it. And my boss gave me a pretty high compliment the other day. So I'm kind of riding on that high for a is while. Is this the, like but... the creative director compliment yeah. or... Yeah, that's her um, accomplish. It was very random. She was just reviewing some of the work I've been doing. And just out of the blue, she messaged me and she was like, have you ever considered a career as a creative director? Like you have a really strong creative mind, but also you're organized enough to be a dirt. Like, because I guess I looked it up because I didn't even know what a creative director does, but like they manage projects kind of just like a project manager, but from a creative side. So they have to be really organized, but also be able to like convey the themes or thoughts of a project so I don't know it was really nice we talked about it again today and I don't know what this means for me at this current job but she was like yeah you should think about it so is there I'm a thinking about it at your current job no no one here works like we have a vendor who is our creative director but um. she said she's going to give me more more creative projects less like emails and social media more of like you know, like I'm working on a video project soon. So I don't know. It That's is nice very that creative, your boss is like catering your tasks to your abilities. Yeah. And what you're I think interested in. She knows since this is my first job out of college, she knows that I'm not going to stay here forever. So she's like, whatever I can do to help you grow, which is a really nice environment to be in. But 
it's also kind of high pressure too because i feel like i have to fulfill or like meet her expectations of growth so Mm, like move on to something bigger yeah 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 how does this work for you linda um i have some good news for work i think i'm kind Mm. of in the same environment as ming where everyone's giving me like professional advice and stuff Mm -hmm. but i did get a raise yesterday (gasps) yay wow and i think i talked about it like a while back about like asking Mm -hmm. my my boss like if there's anything i can do to rise up and she like didn't really give me any um advice but she did send my job description to hr and i think this is their response and it's backdated so i don't know if i'm gonna get like a fat check on friday or if it's like paid out over increments or something but i thought it was like interesting because i didn't know they could do that um like make a raise like retroactively but Mm -hmm. it was really good news and then today we had like a full staff meeting and they like nominated me on like the employee thing to everyone i was like oh my god i was like had my i was on mute had my thing off (laughs) like eating pupusas and then suddenly like (laughs) my face was on was on the zoom with everyone so i thought that was so nice and i think because it's like the end of the fiscal year we're like wrapping Mm -hmm. up projects so a bunch of people on my team got like highlighted which was Mm -hmm. really nice um and but i have been like trying to find another job just like (laughs) interviewing (laughs) at other places but it is really nice to get a raise and have it be Mm -hmm. like recognize that i was like already doing the stuff like historically it sounds um, like we're due for another uh career work episode yeah. soon we have a lot of updates we're thriving in our workplace now for once <laughs> well momentarily thriving we'll see how next week is i think yeah. the imposter episode was like almost a year ago so oh wow was it the last one maybe we are due for maybe one. maybe we are due what about your personal life linda Ooh, I went to Shenandoah mm-hmm. the past weekend for MNI's birthday, birthday weekend. Yeah. yeah. So it was just really pretty. We like we supported the local programming. We were in the park and then we saw like this sign. It was like a ranger talk for like stargazing. <laughs> so we went Ooh. there and you can really see all the stars. We saw like the constellations and then like she was telling us the stories and we just saw two shooting stars oh my god wow yeah did you make so a wish we like, huh did you make a wish what? we did like the animal crossing the, the thing or whatever <laughs> <laughs> whatever they do but i didn't like didn't even believe it was a shooting star until like the ranger like confirmed it and then i was like wow was it not um, shooting it was shooting but i was like am i just was like a speck of dust or because um, <laughs> it just it happened like so fast um yeah but like it's the first time i've like ever seen one so it was really pretty and we stayed in a place that ming recommended for one of the nights it was it's like the getaway house mm-hmm. it's like a little cabin i don't know if you have something to add to this with your experience but they just have everything there and it's like in the woods and they have like a little campsite so it was like a very nice enclosed environment for mm-hmm. for resting or like relaxation and stuff. And it was like close to the park. So that was really cool. Mm. All I'll say is that Instagram uh, influencer marketing is actually working because I saw <laughs> like an influencer ad and then I went and then now Linda went and now we're telling it on the podcast. So 
<laughs> they got their money. Not worth. sponsored. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, it was very peaceful when I went. So I'm glad you and M enjoyed and got to see shooting stars. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. The park was really pretty. It was so big. I was driving in like in the park road in like the mountain. I was like going into the opposite lane and oh my gosh <laughs> what it was Are really fun about that? Huh? <laughs> okay, i'm not bragging i was like trying to like relay how like how the terrain was and we saw like okay. the big meadow which mm-hmm. is the part that i was most excited about but it was just like it was like a soccer field or something i don't know oh. <laughs> yes that's it. A nice, well-rounded week. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like Linda teased in the beginning of the episode, today we're going to be talking all about the ick, which is, um, well, we can define it later, but basically this idea came about because we had a lovely conversation with our high school friend Jethro, which you may remember from a previous episode, may or may not, but we brought him back again to talk about the ick because we were talking crap about our exes (laughs) and somehow the ick came up and then we thought it was really interesting how um people can define the ick differently but also like everyone well most people have a certain thing that ticks them off and you can say that that's your ick for a person so basically that's going to be what we're talking about today but before that Jethro, you want to say hi to our listeners? Hi, guys. It's so nice to be back for my second episode. We're glad to have you, Jethro. It'll be good to get your perspective on the it, because mm-hmm. I know we had a lot to say when we were in Linda's yeah. bedroom that one night. Yeah, I remember. That was a great night, and that was a great conversation starter. <laughs> we should have recorded then, but instead we're bringing it back. So um, I did a little bit of digging into the term of the ick because I think we all we all know about it and we've talked about it and heard it but like I don't really remember where it came from like I definitely don't remember talking about it in high school and maybe only like end of college so when I looked it up according to an article from the UK it said that the origin of the term is actually from Love Island which <laughs> I think that's so funny because Love Island is like such an iconic like trashy uh reality tv show but According to this article, it came about when one of the stars, Olivia Atwood, was describing her relationship on the TV program in 2017. So the term has been a while around for a while, apparently. Uh, but they in the article, they referenced this doctor, Becky Spellman, who's like a psychologist or a relationship, um, I guess, person. And she said that the ick is a newly coined term that applies to the onset of a feeling that a person to whom you were previously attracted to is suddenly unattractive to the point where they're physically <laughs> revolting, <laughs> which is so intense. That's not how we were using that term, I don't think, during our conversation. So it'll be good to hear about how everyone else feels about the term ick. But I guess it's associated with the feeling of like you've been dating this person or talking to this person, but there's like little things here and there that give you the ick. And it's just like an undescribable like feeling about them that is not quite a red flag but it's like it's icky <laughs> so maybe we can um i don't know what are your reactions to that definition is that how you saw it as the ick hmm. actually previously before i guess ming mentioned this term i didn't know this term the ick i don't think people really throw it around like in conversation 
that often. Yeah, actually, I didn't so. know there was a term for it. I knew it was a thing, but then when Sming mm-hmm. said ick, it just clicked. I'm like, oh, yeah, it makes, it makes so sense, sense when you say when you it. it. Like, I know what you mean intuitively, but I've never really Wait, heard so it. So I was used the origin before. of this term in our friend group. <laughs> yeah, at least here, yeah, I'm, you're the <laughs> first person who said it. it. it makes sense. I think I said a TikTok to Ming that had mm, that was describing yeah. the ick and it had a few examples like when you see like crumbs around their mouth or when you see them like standing in line or just some like weird things and then if you look at the comments it's like a million examples of icks but it's, I was like these are normal like daily things mm. but somehow they're mm-hmm. icky do you have yeah, like that- any ic- general examples that come up um to before we do the examples that was something that the article said or that a lot of times the icks that we have are just like human, like natural human behavior or natural, like showing their humanity. But they were talking about a lot in the article, how if you build someone up in your mind or you're still in the honeymoon phase, like you have this like idealized image of someone so that when they do have crumbs around their mouth or something, (laughs) it gives you the ick because like in your mind that doesn't like compute, like they're supposed Mm. to be a, a, a perfect person. But I thought that was interesting. So when I use the term ick to describe some things that like Stefan has done, I'm like, maybe that's not accurate because we've been dating for like two and a half years. So <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be calling it the ick. But yeah, I guess common things are like when you see that they're a little messy or like when they wear something especially like ugly <laughs> or something. Like that. <laughs> what about you all? Mm, I think a example gave like a million times to you guys, but I'll say it one more time for the pod. Yeah. <laughs> Um, an ick that I had for my ex was that like during you know the whole lockdown situation I guess he kind of let himself go so he also oh let God. his beard go <laughs> and I don't like facial hair that much so his beard, his beard was spilling out of his mask and I hate when that happens like it just looks so gross and like matted and unruly okay, I guess <laughs> matted <laughs> So I, I think icks also have to just be like a physical thing. They don't have to be like a shallow thing. Mm-hmm. It can also be like a quirk in their personality that you also get mm-hmm. the ick. Yeah. Yeah. What is your Do example, you Jethro? Oh, uh, okay. I guess for me personally, like I like dating guys that are very mask presenting. So when they, I know this is like kind of self hating. Like I'm thinking about it right now, but it's like if he shows like some type of trait that's a little more femme, I'm here like. Oh, it's like the whole reason I liked you was because your mask and then mm-hmm. now you're doing like, oh, this thing that's kind of the opposite of what I like about you. But like, I know it's not your whole thing. It's just that that one moment I got the ick. But mm-hmm. I also feel yeah. bad about it because it's just me being self-hating, you know? Yeah. Wait, well, that the thing that- that, I think you said that once Ming when Stefan was like holding his purse, your purse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just happy to hold your purse it was like the exact thing that jethro said it's like um the reason why i'm dating you is for like these qualities or because you like see them in this way that when they do something that's like opposite of that it it, like it makes you like take a step back and in some ways it can make you feel like what like why am i dating you kind of thing yeah Mm -hmm. it's like that kind of like a fleeting moment i guess yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's the important thing to empathize emphasize though because when i've told stefan about this he gets like what like you think i'm gross and it's not literally (laughs) well i mean sometimes maybe it's like something gross like i don't know crumbs or like whatever (laughs) but something actually gross but i don't think ick implies like like revolting gross it's more just like it takes you out of the 
the rose colored glasses you had with them, right? It's like, mm-hmm. like I'm dating you. <laughs> like I'm dating this. That's how <laughs> I would describe it, like personally. Um, not necessarily as strong as what the article said of like revolting or like wanting to break up or anything. Just to clarify that. Mm. Linda, do you have any ex? Mm. I think. I can't really describe my ics because they're not like any consistent thing. I think it depends on like the day and how mm-hmm. I'm feeling that something would like give me an ick. But it's like a fleeting moment, which I guess like distinguishes itself from like being revolting or because it's like a temporary thing. But like people do messy stuff all the time, which is mm-hmm. I don't know why like something about like dating someone makes it more icky than like your friend or something mm-hmm. that's true mm-hmm. but i mean you Although can have friend x too right we do have friend x <laughs> oh <laughs> we do we'll share them later <laughs> but yeah it's not even in general that as someone is messy it's for me it's like very specific things like you could be messy in one way and messy in another but it's only the second way that makes me feel ick like when i was looking at the example that the article gave it's like when you're watching your like new boyfriend crack a joke that nobody hears, like, do you ever <laughs> has that ever happened to you? Because I can imagine that, and that makes me feel icky. I feel like that happens to yeah. everyone, though. Like that's more cringe. It does. Than that's ick. the thing. Like cringe yeah. is something else to me. Yeah, I guess. Oh, that's interesting. I thought cringe was similar. It's hmm. similar, but like context, you know. Hmm. Hmm. Wait, that's a good like when you cringe at like what someone does versus like, let's say you, you watch a TikTok and then it's like you just get that cringe, but it's not like like different. Like the ick, you don't really feel the sensation, but in your head you're like, oh, but on the cringe you can kind of feel it. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> <That's an> interesting <laughs> distinction. Like like and cringe mm. is like a lot more casual. It's, it's like your yeah. secondhand embarrassment for someone or something happening um, but it is like it's all you personal it's mm, like it's not secondhand embarrassment okay so it's like something that you would see but other people wouldn't see i guess for mm. the ick something like, like that cringe yeah. is like more everyone to could you. yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah that's a good point like the ick that you feel is probably just in your head like probably other people or the person who, who himself is doing the icky thing is like not <laughs> thinking of it in that way right it's like Mm -hmm. your reaction to them but another example was like when you stare at the fate marinara sauce left around their mouth after they eat dinner (laughs) (laughs) is that an egg i mean it's just being messy i feel like a lot of these examples are like like crumbs and like sauce in your mouth just what about this what about this one seeing them take a genuine selfie is that a genuine selfie? A genuine is like not as a like not for you're not making fun of it, like you're not doing it sarcastically. You're like you're actually trying to take a selfie of yourself. Does that give you I can see how that can be an ink. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like a, a like a hypocritical person to say that, but like mm. I cringe for myself like about, when I try to like, yeah. take selfies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or you know what's even worse is like when you're watching someone on their phone like scroll through pictures of themselves. <laughs> um, that gives me, I don't know if it's quite ick, but that is a like a, a certain feeling. It makes me feel a certain way about them. <laughs> even though I do it myself. So that's where like I feel like a lot of these icks 
you also might do them yourself. Yeah. Mm, right. Maybe it's like a reflection of what you don't like of stuff that like you do, but oh. it's like being like seen well, kind deep. of. You know how like if you see like a TikTok that's like super relatable and it's like uh-huh. very specific to you and to like mm-hmm. see that in someone else or like someone else's life is just so like jarring. So maybe mm-hmm. that's like a factor in what makes it come up. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't like it in yourself, then you would you would hate to see it in your partner, right? Mm, yeah. Or something I would do in private that I don't like to see other... Like, I scroll through pictures of myself on my phone, but, like, when I'm by myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you were to see, like, someone that you're dating do it, like, in public, like, scroll through pictures of them, that would make you, like, shudder, right? <laughs> shudder. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe we can talk more about, like, past experiences with the ick and, like, if it ever led to something more. Because I think that is something that people joke about. Like, oh, this ick. Like, I want to break up. Like, I need to break up now. But, like, do you think it that would ever prompt you to? Like, either in the past or the, I don't know, in future relationships. Would an ick be strong enough to, like, push you over the edge? I think if uh, the ick... Maybe like it's not a big thing, but I guess over time, the more frequent it keeps happening, and then you've already talked about it, but it keeps happening, that would probably lead it. Just the consistency and the repetition of it more than the actual ick itself. Mm-hmm. And then maybe mm-hmm. that even steps out of like the definition of ick, because then Linda was like, an ick is like temporary or fleeting. But maybe at that point, if it keeps happening, it just becomes like a red flag or something. <laughs> I don't know. I think also it depends on the the stability of your relationship at the time like if your relationship's already struggling and you have the ache on top of that that's like the last straw Mm -hmm. enough to push push the relationship over is that what you're talking about the neck beard sally i mean it may or may not be from personal experience (laughs) (laughs) would you bring out the ick though like to stop it from happening or to like to save your relationship do it so carefully (laughs) yeah I feel like if you're in a yeah. already precarious relationship, like bringing that up would not help the situation. No, but I mean, each relationship is different, so maybe it depends on also like the 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 scale of the ick. Like if it's something like that, you know, is just in your head that literally does not bother anyone else, and it's not that big of a deal. Then I probably would just keep it to myself. If you're in a, like a precarious situation with your relationship, but like if it is something that is like detrimental or is causing you like you can't you physically can't touch them because of it then then maybe you should bring it up just to like resolve it and so the relationship can get better but i think if you're in a healthy relationship it's kind of fun to talk about or at least i've i found it fun to talk about um stefan thinks otherwise i'm sure yeah Yeah. you could bring it up as a joke if it's just a small thing you're like yeah yeah you know that thing you did (laughs) like i actually don't really like it like 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 serious talk though (laughs) you know like you bring it up with humor and then you just kind of lighten it and then casually mention it you know yeah it's Mm -hmm. also a good chance for them to tell you any of their icks about you because like you want to, if you're dishing it, you want to be able to take it, right? What is that? That's, that could that's backfire, though. Like, what? <laughs> just go back and forth with it. I can just see it backfiring, though. Like, oh, oh, that's how you feel, huh? Like that. <laughs> I think, what yeah, about, it depends on the person, I guess. Depending on the mm-hmm. ick, though, like, what if it's an ick that yeah. they can't change? Or what if it's, like, a ick that's about 
something physical, like like the neck beard. I felt I didn't. I felt he like can change I that though. He can shave the beard, change, but I felt like that was like saying that he was gross or. I don't know. Mm. I just feel weird telling people to change something about their body because true. it's like something on them that they mm. own. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And I don't like when people tell me to change my body. So mm. I don't have no, so I have no have to deal with it. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Just live with it. Or maybe if you break it to them gently, like maybe gently. explain why you don't like it. Like Mm. When I kiss you, it scratches me. So maybe you could trim it. Maybe oh, well, something I didn't like kiss gently. him when he had it. So okay, then maybe you should tell him I'm not kissing you till you shave me. But there has to be some type of like a gentle entry into like talking about it, right? I guess. Yeah, Hopefully, I, guess. I don't know. I've never dealt with that. But like I said, with humor, like bring it up as a joke, and then yeah. kind of ease into like, oh, but I, I was actually a little serious though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're this right really hard it to could do. be yeah it could be something that they themselves are self-conscious about and then it becomes less of an ick and more of just like an insecurity that you've like that you like caused tapped into <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you're screwed but i guess that's just part of having a healthy relationship like trying like being okay with taking not criticism but like having that back and forth right Mm-hmm. Like they're never mm-hmm. gonna be perfect, and you're never gonna be perfect. So exactly. you're gonna have to talk it's to them about some things. A test, <laughs> a test a of test. your relationship. Well, okay, Sally. Has anyone, like your ex or anyone else, brought up an ick to you about you? No, actually, I don't think so. You're I think people, people usually just comment on my driving, and that makes it irritating. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, I, I'm not really that irritated, but like jokingly, it makes it irritating. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Sally. <laughs> Jethro, did that, you? That, that night I was there and you hit that lamp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's the thing. It's because it's not just in our heads. Like, Sally does hit things when she drives. So it's not just all in our head. Like, I don't think that counts as an ick. It's like, like a criticism, I guess. It's, it's a fact of life. Yeah. I don't think you can change. Yeah. I don't think I can either. <laughs> Mm, but I wouldn't say that's an ick. I don't. I can't think of any for you actually, because I feel like most of the stuff that annoys me about you or bothers me, it's like everyone knows it. Like, what? What is it? <laughs> what is You're it? driving. <laughs> I think that's the biggest one. You're. Um, oh, are we just getting into criticism now? I don't know how far we want to go into that. <laughs> we have a guest here, Jethro. <laughs> What's the difference between an ick and criticism, though? Like, Mm. let's talk about that. Mm. What crosses the line between ick and criticism? I think it's what Mm. we said earlier, where the ick is more in your head. Like, it's something that you see about them that they don't notice, no one else notices about them, really, or it's like not that big of a deal. It's like, a change in your perception of them. I think that's the difference. Whereas criticism can be something that everyone acknowledges, like Sally's driving or... <laughs> oh my God, this it's like example now. Other people talk about it or they themselves know it about themselves. But your ex probably didn't know that his neck beard bothered you so much. So... Now he'll never Until know. you bring it to him. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe his mom commented on it. Unless he listens to this episode. She might. <laughs> what do you think, Jethro? What do you think the difference is? 
I, I think you like you kind of nailed it though. Like the, it gives, like I said earlier, it's like it's more personal to you. It's something that bothers you specifically. But then criticism is like everyone else can see it too, and then you're you're genuinely just trying to help them improve. But then I guess you're also trying to help them improve with the ick too. Mm-hmm. I don't know because see, it's a very thin line between both of them. Yeah. It is because it could be something that they feel that they don't need to improve and they objectively don't. Like, for example, I used to have an ick when Stefan would wear his fanny pack. <laughs> I just, I hate, okay, I don't like fanny packs in general. I think I'm still caught up in the idea of it looking very like touristy and stuff what like about that. Me and but Linda's then, fanny packs. But it doesn't bother me for you guys because you guys are like, my how's it different? Yeah. I guess because. It's the romantic thing about it. Like, I'm not romantically interested, or I thought I wasn't romantically interested in someone who wore a fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> you have the attraction. <laughs> yeah, I think the element of attraction plays a bigger role. Like, mm. you can have ics of friends, but being physically or uh, attracted to someone has a bigger impact on the ick. But I got over it because, like, he's not hurting anyone wearing the fanny pack. He likes his fanny pack, and so... I just got to get over my ick of his fanny pack, <laughs> which I have. I guess so. like that touches on the difference between like a criticism and an ick. How did she get over mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the difference. I got over it by like repeated exposure to the fanny pack. Oh, <laughs> and I also see. it came in handy. See what I just thought of something like, you know, how we said earlier, um, like what if it's something about them they can't change? <laughs> so like for me, I just yeah. thought about it. I'm like, so there was this guy I was talking to and like, and we had a good time, really liked it, but I just really hate his voice. Like, his voice annoys me anytime oh, he talks, no. but he looks hot. So I'm just like, don't talk. <laughs> but that's like, I know, but it's like, that's so horrible. Talk. You can't change your voice. Like, you, that's something you actually literally could not change. So, what do we do about that? Yeah. Like, if I you feel don't like, like my voice per- is annoying to some people too. So, like, that's I get true. It, yeah. But, mm-hmm. I feel like if you don't like their voice, you can't date. How can you date someone who you don't like their voice? Well, no, we didn't date. We just like talked and then like, you know. <laughs> you still have to talk to talk to them. I just mean generally too, though. Like, you know, it won't go any further because you literally can't stand the way yeah. they talk. But yeah, True. that's hard because they can't change it. So, so it depends maybe how at that big point, the thing is. Deal breaker. Yeah. yeah. I would say that's less of an ick, maybe, and more of a deal breaker type deal of thing. Breaker. Yeah. But like, what if you like everything else? It's just like, that and it's not even like the voice is bad it's just like it bothers me personally because i don't know (laughs) you sound like a cartoon character (laughs) oh my gosh i'm sorry no cursing no No, it's okay the fact that you said a cartoon character that's what i was reacting to yeah like i don't know how to describe it i just really don't like the way this guy talks but i like everything else (laughs) there's this girl at my church okay i was not romantically attracted to her but i still had the egg because not the egg but I couldn't stand her voice because she sounded like Tweety Bird all the oh time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like really nice and everything, that. but I was just, I just felt bad because I couldn't get over her voice. And yeah. I feel like that's a very big thing. <laughs> well, a voice too. Yeah, that's their, yeah. their whole personality. That's yeah. Mm. Maybe it's like pheromones or something. Like pheromones. <laughs> <laughs> like getting in the way. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there are some people that you just meet, like beyond X. Like, there are some times where I've m- met people and the vibe or whatever is just not there. Like, I can tell basically, like, a few minutes into a conversation if this will be someone that I'll be friends with or like mm. an acquaintance with or like never see again. Like, I don't know if you guys are that. And maybe I'm just judging no, a book that. by its cover, but sometimes you just get a feeling, right? 
No, I get that. Oh, yeah, too. I totally get that. <laughs> but I'm sometimes wrong about the initial feeling. So, oh, really? I'm a little cautious about judging by the first impression. <laughs> so, you've met someone who you didn't like first impression, but then later they grew on you? Yeah. I feel like a lot of people, my first impression isn't that great. I'm just like, oh, whatever. Or I don't pay that much attention maybe that's to them. Youth. <laughs> <laughs> but then the more yeah. I talk to people, the more I like them. Yeah. That's the thing that like, you have to like repeatedly see them. Like, let's say you're at like yeah. a party or at a concert and you meet someone, you'll probably never see them again. I think first impressions are pretty important because, oh yeah, like, I don't know if I can vibe with you right now because I probably mm -hmm. not see you. I, I'm not going to see you long enough to actually get to know you and possibly like you so first impressions are kind of important in that moment. i guess i'm really really yeah. stubborn on my first impressions though like if i meet someone like for example in college i would meet someone at a at a club not a club club like a an organization <laughs> and i wouldn't like get along with them or i didn't really enjoy my conversation with them i would be stubborn enough to like not really expose myself to them again um. i would be like Okay, the first time didn't really work. Unless it was like a forced meeting, like we had to do some event together, maybe. But I don't know. I guess I value first impressions or the energy, the pheromones, Linda, whatever you <laughs> want to call it. I feel like it's more think, of like Linda? vibes than pheromones if you want to talk about like people in general. What's the difference between vibes and pheromones? Well, pheromone, isn't that like about attraction? And well, if he's want to like see if you can see yourself dating someone like you just just like imagine their face like this close to you and like if you can do it oh, is that how that works it means that it's possible but like if you imagine them like this close to you and then they're like breathing or whatever what is this and you, close like, linda for our listeners <laughs> yeah the audio okay. it's, it's a like, podcast you're like face to face um okay very close together uh-huh a few inches yeah. away yeah a few small inches away. <laughs> and then if you can imagine that, then your fair oh will so align. That's actually that's a really good way to tell. But is that pheromones or is that... That's just imagination. Wait, are you saying this for a romantic partner or just friends? Like anyone? I guess like romance honestly, or like for hooking up, I can't up, put I guess. my face that close to you. <laughs> well, we're not going to hook up. <laughs> okay, so it is, it is a, like a sexual or like physical attraction, not, not just Not platonic, I guess. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, platonic. Okay, interesting. Maybe I'll try that out. <laughs> like when you go out to the bar <laughs> to meet someone, you just like step up really close. Put your face next to them. <laughs> we would... Okay, because the only time I've heard of pheromones is like in reference to like insects. Oh, <laughs> what? You know, like oh, um, I've heard ants, of... I think, or bees have pheromones. You know, that's how they know how far people, how far. Oh, it's like, like a chemical scent, right? Yeah, like yeah, it's I've, a, like I've heard in the context chemical. of scents, like some perfumes, yeah. they advertise like, oh, they have pheromones. Like it's supposed to make the people of the opposite sex more attracted to you something like that but i i don't really care about that but you know <laughs> like it's an advertisement on like some perfumes i don't know if it's an actual pheromone but right. that's what i've heard it in that context yeah we need a pheromone expert to debunk mm. i guess it's something that can't be helped like an ick you were comparing it to uh pheromones versus vibes mm. then what are vibes if not pheromones Okay, vibes are with the general audience. <laughs> so not like in a attractive, like vibes can be platonic, but pheromones can't be platonic. Yeah. Like you're concerned with everyone's vibe, but you're only, only concerned with like 
certain pheromones. I guess. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I I guess that's the way that people refer to vibes, or yeah, when you're meeting someone platonically, you talk about the vibes of the the place, the vibes of the interaction. But I don't n- normally use vibes to describe my how I feel about someone I feel romantically or physically attracted no, to. No, I I use vibes to describe that too. Like, Do you? I, yeah, like yeah. Like like when I'm looking for potential rave bays, because you know it's like uh-huh. I'm probably only gonna see you here at this rave. So your vibe and your first impression is like everything. <laughs> okay, then what's the difference between vibe and first impression? Well, first impression it's all like uh, it's a lot more physical like you see them, and then it's like the initial introduction, that's kind of the first impression, like how you uh-huh. interact in that first one. Vibe kind of comes in after you've talked to them for a little while like you know like you you got past the first impression your introduction and then it, it, it worked out great so you keep talking and trying to see like how you match and then i don't know like with the vibe it's just a feeling you get you're like oh yeah we're on like the same wave the same wavelength and yeah when you inter- interact with them more you can pick up the vibe okay. you just kind of get that feeling the first impression is literally just the initial introduction Right, mm-hmm. right. I guess impression okay. is about them, but like vibe is about your like interaction with yeah, like yeah, together. Yeah. How each other. you like blend together mm-hmm. with each other's that energy. Sense. That makes sense. Okay, since we're moving away from ick anyway, I had a, a thing that I've always wondered. Like, do you think you can grow to find someone physically attractive, or like you either find them physically attractive or not, and then like based on that you'll date them or whatever, whatever. But like, do you think you can grow to like find someone more physically attractive? I definitely feel um, that you can, or you I mean, can. initially you have to think that they're not like repulsive. Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> they're not ugly, <laughs> but repulsive. like I mean, most people I don't like walk around the streets and be like, "Oh, this person's like, so attractive." Ugly. Like I, I don't like, I don't look at people and be like, "Oh, they're so hot." So mm-hmm. I don't really um. look at people that way initially. I mean, maybe you guys do, but <laughs> I think with like repeated exposure. <laughs> Your okay, reaction Jethro, seems we like know you you're do. thirsty ho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. For me, it's like, okay, I think everyone has a set type. I mean, people who say they don't have a type, they're lying because everyone has a set type or like multiple types that they really go for. Um, for me, though, I could find someone who's not initially my type attractive as long as I don't feel negatively about just like it's not something i find ugly or repulsive like right away <laughs> and then i could grow to find it okay like oh this is bad i want to really bring like race and ethnicity into this but you oh, guys boy. can attest this i was never into asian guys at all okay. especially in high school but then um yeah like i don't know eventually i grew to find asian guys attractive does mm-hmm. that make sense mm-hmm. what about specific people like have you people. ever been in a circumstance where you didn't initially find them attractive, but you did grow to find them. Yeah, it's, it's all personality though. Like obviously, like yeah, I think it's well, physically. I have to find you like at least neutral. If I'm at least neutral about your like appearance, like physically, mm-hmm. and then I learn to love your personality, then I could learn to find all of you attractive once I love your personality. Yeah, agreed. I think to, at least for me, personality plays a big role into attractiveness. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's how it was with my ex. Like, I didn't think he was attractive initially. And he wasn't my type. Like, y'all know. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you my point. Jethro said it to his face. And I think it made him really insecure. 
Just what? Oh my, wait, what did you say? Do you remember that? Maybe wait, we should say this. Did, wait, when did I say that? You were like, face. Sally doesn't yeah. like white guys. Oh, <laughs> over FaceTime. Oh, I said it and as a joke. Okay. I but said it as a joke, but I think he took that to heart because that came up later. <laughs> I'm so During sorry, but I derailed your. I single handedly oh, derailed sorry, your relationship. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what about you, Linda? What was the question? The question is, can you grow to find someone attractive? Or do you think yeah. it's not possible? I think it's possible. Um, because you're like, I don't know, you're changing as well over time. And the other person's changing. It's like, if you imagine like being old with someone and you're, you're both like crusty and like wrinkly mm-hmm. and whatever, like, what is that going to look like? Or like, how is that going to feel? Because if you think like over a long period of time, you're going to grow in different ways. But I think like if you're meeting someone, it has to be neutral. Like Jethro was saying. Um, yeah. 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 But maybe it, you can like the enemies to lovers thing. You can <laughs> oh like, God, uh, but then it's supposed to be a hot <laughs> enemy, right? The yeah. There's hot. always a little bit of sexual tension between the enemies, like no matter what, like. But I think yeah, yeah because if you feel that thing, strongly, like, <laughs> like with enemies, if you feel that strongly enough to like hate each other, that means you're strong feelings, regardless of if it's hate or love. Yeah, it's a strong feeling. So that's why I've heard I've heard that before. Where like um, the best thing you can do if you have an enemy is to just not think about them, like to be totally ambivalent and neutral about them. Because if you hate them, you're putting like emotion Your into energy. them. Yeah, yeah. So like. If even when you hate them, you're still giving them like some of your mind, your thinking time. So, but anyway, yeah, I agree with you, Linda. Like, or I agree with all of you that you can grow to like or find them more physically attractive. But I do think there has to be some initial form of, yeah, either neutrality, like you're like whatever about them, or you find at least something physically about them is a little bit attractive because. That's how first impressions typically work, right? Is that um, mm-hmm. something about them, most of the times physical, attracts you to them in some way. I think personality takes a lot longer to like either love their personality or hate their personality. But yeah, there has to be mm-hmm. something there. But yeah. Linda, you have such a, like, a more long-term point of view on it because I didn't even think about when you grow old. I'm just thinking about when you're young and like going out and like <laughs> seeing people. But no, I agree I guess, with Linda though. Yeah. I think this is something my grandma told me actually. She was like, the most important thing is their personality and like the looks is always secondary because when they're old, like no one's going to be that cute anymore. <laughs> so you have to just be stuck with their personality after that. Yeah. Yeah, but you still have to be attracted to them, like, initially while you're younger. Yeah, yeah, of course, initially. <laughs> I get yeah, that. Yeah. She, your grandma's absolutely correct, but, yeah. you know, let's enjoy the physical part. <laughs> enjoy while them young, while they're you know? cute, and then... Oh, yeah, yeah the pre-menopause. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Especially if you're not dating to, like... I know some people date for marriage initially, but if you're just dating to, like, have fun with someone or, like, explore a relationship... I'm not thinking about how they're going to look in like 50 years, really. No, I'm, I'm thinking about how they're going to look now and like if I'm attracted to them now. So that would be more of like a friends point. with benefits type of thing, though. Like if you you're think? not, if you don't see it long term, why get into a relationship? If you don't see well, it I, ending in marriage. 
I think that gets into a, a whole no, other topic. Right. Right. I, yeah, of like, true. if you date, we can talk about it because this episode's all over the place. Do you date to like <laughs> be in a relationship or marriage or do you date? Because my approach was to it was like, I'm just trying to get to know this person and like, I'd like to spend time with them. But I don't See, really that's why, think that's about That's what the marriage. talking stage is for. That's yeah. why you don't say you're dating. You don't make it official unless like, that's like your end. At least for me, like everyone's different. But for me, it's, I don't want to make it official, call it dating, unless I see it ending in marriage or something like that. Otherwise, we're just mm-hmm. talking. Like, yeah, I'm interested in you. And that's why oh, really? we're getting to know each other. That's why I keep saying we're talking, but it's not official. And that's oh, why it's so- open. So it's technically not cheating if you talk to multiple people at once. <laughs> So you just want to talk to multiple people. (laughs) Yeah. But once you like make it official, you date, then yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to talk to other people like that or, but I see it ending in marriage if I decide to date you. Interesting. Um, It's like you're committing before the actual commitment, (laughs) pre-commitment. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I think when I, the mindset of, marriage is like that takes me a lot of time to warm up to that like to see a future with someone so long that it would last a marriage but I guess I'm still comfortable with calling it dating even if I'm not sure about like the future future like I'd still say I'm dating you and I still want to be um a close in a closed monogamous relationship but like I'm not sure about marriage at the end of it but I guess that's different from like you said Jethro everyone's different in that aspect mm-hmm. Reeling this conversation back, um, mm-hmm. Meng, you were asking about first impressions and comparing it to, I guess, the vibes. But what a, specifically about first impressions, would you would that hold you back from, like, I guess, pursuing a relationship or pursuing a person or talking to a person initially if you had a bad first impression? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm the type that I'm like, your first impressions kind of make it or break it with me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Unless mm-hmm. I'm forced to be an exposed to you. Like if we're in a classroom setting and like I'm not dropping the class so I see you every day, then like I'm forced to see if the relationship changes or if I grow to like them as a friend or whatever even more. But like if I have my own decision, if you're if you make a bad first impression on me, I think some of my friends or some people who might be listening to this know that like I've I'll talk about it too. I'll be like, I met your friend and I did not <laughs> like him. He left a bad impression on me and I don't really want to see him again. Mm. Like mm. There, there's been a few situations, especially when they make such a poor impression on me. Like some people, something that they say, it's not even the vibes. It's literally what comes out of their mouth that I'm just so turned off by. And then I'll make it pretty clear, I guess. Maybe not to them, but uh, to like my friends who are in that situation that I don't really, I didn't appreciate that. So I don't know, maybe I'm kind of cold. Like, have you ever been, like, really wrong about a first... Not, like, wrong, but, like, it's been really different than how you actually view the person. Honestly, I don't think so. Or I just <laughs> didn't give them enough time to figure it out. Like, I'm not mm. friends with them. I don't talk to them. So I have... They might be a great... They're probably a great person, but, like, the way they talk to me or whatever, I just... I didn't get to know them anymore. Mm. I kind of don't even remember first impressions. Mm. Mm. Like, okay, you don't remember when you the question. People? Okay. Wait. Okay. Let me change the question a little bit. What if um, the person you meet is not exactly, or maybe like completely different from your quote unquote type that you're interested? Would you still be open to like if that 
if something came up or, or like you talked to them for longer, would you still be open to pursuing a relationship with them or just talking with them? Like, would you give a person who's not your type the chance, I guess, is what mm-hmm. I'm asking. Oh, like I said, I give them a chance if, <clears throat> I don't know, like, like it's personality. Like, if, okay, like, I like how, like, your personality is and then we talk and hang out. I could possibly, like, give it a chance because why not? You know, like, what's the worst that could happen? It doesn't work out. All right, move on. So, mm-hmm. yes. But I'd have to find you somewhat attractive or at least neutral in a way before I give you that chance, you know? Mm. I agree. I think a type that you, a type is just like a pattern of people that you've been into if you like look in your history or who you've had crushes on. But I think a type becomes an issue like when you let it limit yourself from a person. Like if everything about the personality is great, that you you love getting along with them and like having good times, but you're not willing to like pursue something or maybe try something romantic because of what they look like, then I think that's a that's not a great like you shouldn't let your type control you like that basically mm-hmm. so i think yeah if if you meet someone and like that's all that's different about them is that they don't look like who you've dated in the past or who you found attractive in the past then i think that's pretty shallow to like not want to at least consider it right like yeah because you're, you're right personality takes you a lot further and you i don't know you <laughs> everyone might find something new that they like so <laughs> why not try it Sally, what was your experience when you, because I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but when you first became attractive, attracted to your ex and he wasn't your type, did you like try to like do mental gymnastics to like get out of it or Mm. like what, what do you think? Well, actually, I guess he asked me out before I was able to like... (laughs) like figure out i guess the whole thing (laughs) so i was the whole time when we were i guess quote unquote talking although i wasn't sure if we were talking or not because we were just i thought we were just friends until Uh he asked me out and then i was like oh so you actually like me but anyways (laughs) the whole time my friends were like yeah you should go for it um like blah 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 so they were like hyping me up so i guess that played a role also into me giving him a chance (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like when I have my friend support and like they can vouch for his personality too. Um, so I guess, yeah, for me, I, I guess like the personality and other factors um, play a bigger role than the actual type. And, you know, at the time I was just like, like, fuck it, just go for it. Like, I don't really, <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't really think too much about it. But, yeah. um, Oh, I was going to ask you guys, all this talk about types, we should go around and share our types oh if we have a specific gosh. type. It doesn't have to be I physical. I mean, you just described Ming's type, Sally. Yeah, Sally, you were like, I met the, this guy who's exactly your type. So why don't you tell the people what my type is, apparently? What? No. <laughs> go ahead. Well, I thought your type was basic Asian boy, but you say otherwise. <laughs> No, I don't say no. I I kind of agree with you. Okay. Like Asian guy, intellectual. What do you mean by basic? I I don't understand what you mean by basic. Like the basic looks, you know, the basic Asian hair, like spiky hair, okay. um, normal clothes. <laughs> I don't know. Like just Tech normal, bro. just like very neutral, like nothing outstanding about them. Very bland. <laughs> I don't no, know, but what they have to be an intellectual too. 
Okay, and they yeah, can't be like, like a gym bro or they can't be like a, you know, like a frat bro yeah. either. Just like yeah. a, you know, your j- standard like Asian nice, bro. Nice. A standard <laughs> bro. Are you saying you don't also like a nice standard guy? Well, I think. Doesn't everyone like. Think, no. Well, maybe not everyone. <laughs> I like guys who are more interesting. Oh, she's like, they're... I'm different. Yeah. <laughs> Am I better than everyone? (laughs) So the basic guy is boring, is what you mean by basic. By basic, you mean boring. Safe and stability. (laughs) No. Okay, I think we're learning more about Sally's type more than my type, honestly. (laughs) Sally's fighting for her life. No. (laughs) I need to survive. Okay. Moving on to Linda. Yeah. (laughs) Linda, the self-declared, like, typeless person. Uh, but yeah. there are some physical qualities you're attracted to, no? I suppose. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's like no consistency, I guess. Yeah. Across any of your people? Hmm. They're not gym bros, that's for sure. Yeah, we can eliminate. Yeah, maybe we should work, do reverse typing. Oh, like, what's <laughs> not your type? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like, okay. typeless. That's it. It's funny Can't that you defined. don't like gym bros because you're always trying to be a gym bro. You're like swollen you long. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like are you, ironic, you know? Yeah, are you yeah. against the idea of a type? Or you literally just can't think of like a, a pattern or a trend? Or are you against like the idea of saying you have a type? I really just don't feel like I have one. I mean, you guys have seen the past people. I've, I've had like. Do you see yeah. any? I think it's more less physical and more like um, personality-wise. You have a type, I think. What is her type? What is it? They are a little bit intellectual. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> well, not not like they're not like nerd. Like they're they're oh, okay. That sounded bad. They're <laughs> they're open to talking about their emotions. They're emotionally open or maybe not open but they're they're willing to talk about their emotions mm-hmm. and more than your standard typical gym bro i would say <laughs> um they're social justice oriented or they have a interest or passion for that um artistic i think most people you've dated are they have some sort of artistic bone in their body either like visually or i know poetry was a thing once yeah mm. physically i don't know I think you're right about that. You don't have a physical yeah. type. Yeah. It doesn't fit into Jethro's worldview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jethro. What's your type? What is your type, Jethro? What do you think my type is? And then I'll tell you. Oh, boy. Rave boy. <laughs> kind Small. of, yeah. Um, Rave boy. Um, not, you like the know, slim, slimmer guys, right? Yeah. Well, before. Like, I, I say like lean athletic. Yeah. Yeah, a mask too, like mask presenting, you know. Um mm. what's that? Like some plus it's like it's not a definite type, but plus if you have like curly or wavy hair, that's really hot. Mm. Oh mm. okay, what about personality? Oh, um Do you notice any Do you know what someone means when they say like puppy energy? 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We did I look like, the puppy energy. I was like, they're just so happy and excited about the world. And then you tell you show them something, and they're so excited about it. And like they get excited for you if it's something you love. Like I love that. Like wait, I feel like in like, some ways you're oh, you have some puppy energy. No, a I little do. Bit? Oh, I thought I was big dog energy. <laughs> like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> but I, I guess I guess so, yeah. Because I love getting excited about Yeah, everything. you're very excitable. Yeah. Very so I want someone equally as excitable. That's good. Yeah. Then personality. Like I also want someone who's like <laughs> kind of, yeah. I, well, kind of, but like a little less swole than a himbo. But yeah. Oh my god. Pretty much. And someone smarter, of course. Yeah. And naturally and smarter than Smarter than a himbo, too, of course. But so not really an intellectual, like, slim, thick himbo. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, like exactly all the himbo. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, also someone who's like really romantic and sweet. Like, I mm. love huge romantic gestures because I mm. love huge romantic gestures. Like, you know, like do everything, do the rose petals, do the wow. do the date, do the the cute oh. little captions. Like, I love that. Like, that's my type right there. I feel like it'd be so fun to date you, Jethro. Because you yeah. would just be like super enthusiastic, rose petals everywhere, like loving love, mm-hmm. loving life. I know. I just don't yeah, want to date you. Like, like, <laughs> I'm just really picky. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, so, Sally's type is yeah, uh, Uniqlo. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> just take a model out of the Uniqlo catalog. <laughs> Physically, yeah. I w- or no, Sally? No? Mm, physically what uniqlo like fashionable what does uniqlo mean <laughs> yeah like fashionable, fashionable. Oh. like knows how to put an outfit together uh i don't minimalist. know minimalist i feel like minimalist. your ex was kind of bland so <laughs> or outside the norm she went there yeah but because she's only dated one person and she doesn't talk about crushes like i do actually I go to the no mic. now it's like now it's two people <laughs> But there's no trend. I think there is kind of a trend. Like, if we want to talk about physicality, but I don't know if we want to talk talk about about the physicality. Okay, I would say shorter stature. Actually, looking back to people you have been involved with, shorter stature, I think. Yeah, Yeah. shorter stature. You just want to be involved with Sally. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the opposite. (laughs) You attract the shorter men. Sally was for short kings. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, pretty neutral style clothing, except for one of them, but we can overlook that. The jean shorts. <laughs> uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! I didn't even notice I jean shorts out. I think his, hair was a, his Yu-Gi-Oh! hair was the nick. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think your people are basic. I I won't insult you by calling them basic. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you return the favor. <laughs> but I don't know. No, I think the first one's pretty basic. Yu-Gi-Oh was basic. But that's not your type, though, mm-hmm. is it? He is not my type. Well, a type we can just look at past patterns, right? Is it that? I guess the type and past patterns aren't really the same thing, right? Because the type is something you have in your mind, but past patterns. You well, then who always... do you have in your mind, Sally? Tell tell us who you have in your mind, because all we have to work off of is... Um, okay, so I guess a type that I have in mind would be what you started to describe, like with the the fashion or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, minimalists. <laughs> that sounds really head-ass. Oh. 
Yeah. And I think nice hair is a big thing that uh-huh. sometimes manifests into real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is nice hair? Like, yeah, describe it. Nice yeah. is a, in a like subjective Not term. basic hair. Not spiky Asian boy hair. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm sorry, Justin. <laughs> Actually, my hair's not spiky anymore. Not yeah, like in high school. Yeah, it's fine. But like, yeah. they have to do something with their hair. It's mm-hmm. not just... I don't know. Boring. Wait, this is a common thing because us three, because I also agree about the hair. Jethro, Sally, and me. I don't know about you, Linda, but something about <laughs> textured, like wavy yeah. hair, or at least it does something. Because maybe because I have straight hair. <laughs> it does so I'm like, it does curly something. hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's also nice to like hold on to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> to grab. Well, maybe because, yeah, like you said, like all of us have straight Asian hair. So mm-hmm. the fact that it's different makes it more interesting and attractive to mm, us, I guess. Yeah. More interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I will. Mm-hmm. I have to defend myself, and I, I wouldn't say my type is exactly basic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is your typing? Um, I'd actually say it might go into gym bro a little. Bit. I don't like the attitude of gym bros, but I, I like what the result of being a gym bro, <laughs> physical result, <laughs> the booty, the booty, the back. I like a good set of muscles. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess besides that, personality for sure. Um. They could dress however they wanted to dress, honestly, as long as they're not slobs. But it's more about like, can I have like a good intellectual conversation with them? Can I talk with them about multiple Mm. topics instead of the same thing over and over? Oh, that's Um, true. Oh, yeah. I guess I should talk about personality from your type. I think that's like a bigger (laughs) deal breaker than looks. Um, I guess for me, like just the one that I can talk to comfortably, like how I talk mm-hmm. to you guys, like I don't have to put in. It doesn't feel like I'm putting in effort when I talk to them. Mm-hmm. So like a performance natural, or something. Yeah, yeah, like a natural conversation with. So it goes mm-hmm. down like to the vibes. Can like go into being a head ass too because I can go <laughs> too far. It's a thin line. It's a very thin, it's a thin line. line. <laughs> well, by intellectual, I don't mean like they know everything about everything, but they're willing to like think about complex subjects. They're they they don't just want to talk about. They like, show critical thinking. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> comprehensive reading skills, critical thinking. It all goes back mm-hmm. to like AP Lang. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like for me, it's like I love um, when someone can get into like a deep talk with me. Like like you said, like complex thinking. You can get into a deeper topic that requires a lot of thoughts and a lot of consideration of a lot of people's opinions to have that conversation. That's mm-hmm. a sweet spot. Oh, yeah. I think you're describing all of our types, Jethro. Complex thinking. Well, because if you're with them all the time, or not all the time, but if you're going on dates with them, you can't talk about the same topics mm-hmm. every single time. You want to be able to like be like mentally engaged while you're with yeah. them, right? Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay, this brings me back. Circling oh back, this was an ick that I had with Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> We finally come back to X <laughs> because I could not have a serious conversation or not. Okay. Not, not a serious, but I couldn't have like a deep conversation with him. Every time we went out really? on like a date or whatever, he would just make stupid puns and I would cringe. Um, <laughs> and mm. I don't know. It was just like, it was never, it never felt fulfilling to talk to him because yeah. it was just very shallow. And I felt like even after talking for what, how long was it? Like a semester? I felt like I didn't really know much about him Mm. maybe that's something Mm. too like the emotional emotional connection yeah like being willing to talk about things that you don't normally talk about Mm -hmm. just everyday friend or stranger being a little Mm. bit vulnerable you know also like the cringe thing like 
it's like different than just like faking annoyance because sometimes when I hear like a bad joke from like a friend or something I like it's like a fake kind of like oh dot 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 but it's not like a <laughs> ick you know but you yeah, know how sometimes when you just like fake annoyance for like for fun yeah like they yeah. know they're being annoying is that what you mean yeah like they know they're being annoying on purpose oh but that's like, fun yeah but somehow it's not no. an ick it's like or like no, it's no, not cringe yeah. i agree the worst thing is when someone is not self-aware and they don't realize yeah. they're being annoying that is more <laughs> annoying that that's true cringe even ick territory because like if you're being jokey or like self-deprecating like you're a little bit aware of what you're doing but if like someone is just straight up just like that it's like you can't joke with them you they just i don't know they have a different sense of humor a different sense of understanding i guess mm. do you guys know your own icks or that people like, have something about, about you that's an ick i think yeah i might have a few i think of but i don't want to say oh, them until ahead. someone confirms them <laughs> We'll confirm them. Well, don't tell me what are your icks about me. Let me see if I'm thinking the same icks. I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh my god, maybe? Were, were you an ROTC? No. That's my brother. What does that have to do with anything? Does Lena have an ick about ROTC? <laughs> yeah, I have an ick about ROTC. <laughs> you don't like uniforms? Okay, that's one of my things. She doesn't like Richard. Richard Montgomery. Uh. <laughs> that's such a specific ick. But now, Which like, I guess is the point of them. Yeah. The Richard Montgomery is has graduated from becoming an ick. Because now <laughs> Wait, I have absorbed the ick. To the people listening. Explain Richard. You have to explain it to them. Okay, so Evan Wars is a pair of Richard Montgomery. A, uh, a high school. Richard Montgomery high school sweatpants. Uh-huh. And like they're so ugly. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, the, the ick. I can't see them one more time. And then uh-huh. I like brought it up. To them, and they're like, "Oh, I'm aware Richard more, or like you can wear Richard now." And like Richard is actually pretty comfortable, <laughs> so now I wear it, and like you I have the, the ick. ick. Yeah, <laughs> but like sometimes your icks will like wear like rub off. <laughs> no, that is true. Know. Like it becomes almost in, like endearing in a way. Yeah, because that's how I feel about the fanny pack, where it was a total ick at first. You should but wear now his I, fanny pack, and then you'll. I want to take it over. I will become the fanny pack wearer, and it's just so useful to have that. Like, how can you not enjoy it now? And now, because I think like Linda, now that we talked to our partner about the icks, now they know it's an ick, and they can be like, hey, like I'm wearing my fanny pack today, like that sort of thing, right? They like they yeah. claim the ick themselves. We claim it. I've been claiming my sketchers since day one. Okay, but it's Ugh. still an ick. It, it's, it's never going to go away. I'm sorry. It's not gonna, we're not going to get it. It's not going to rub off? You guys are no. not going to... I'm going to burn <laughs> it one day. I think it's an ick just because aesthetically it makes me, like, ill. It's not even... Ill. Like, okay, I think it's less of an ick and more know. of, like, a fact. A cringe factor. Linda wears these um, denim sketcher slippers. And they're so ugly. They're like the crisscross style, and the denim's all frayed, and like the sc- <laughs> the sandals are all like nasty and crusty from years of wear and tear. <laughs> and she wears socks with her sandals um, too, which is even oh, worse. Well, we start on the socks, the sock, the hole in the sock, oh, the hole. God. You your big toe always like pokes out. 
I have a bad association with Skechers because of middle school. Once if I wore Skechers shape ups, and then I got clowned oh. on it so bad. I never wore Skechers again. I had shape, ups. I oh had shape ups. Yeah, I know. It was, it was like 2010. Cat, right? It was wow. a different time. Yeah, yeah, that would be my wow. ick for you if I knew you back then. <laughs> If yeah, but I mean, obviously, I, but now every time someone says Skechers, even though now no one really cares if you wear oh, Skechers, wait. it's like I know I what my it. ick is for you now, Jethro. Oh, yeah, my ick oh. is when you um when you mix match different designer brands. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, that's a that's a fair one. I, I've heard that one before. <laughs> but I think if you do it tastefully, it looks good because sometimes you can't help that. Okay, but when it's like in your face with the logos and you have clashing logos, it's very. Okay, which outfit did you have in mind? What is this ick? Oh my god. Sally's like, I'm built different. (laughs) Yeah, this whole episode, all we've learned is that Sally is different. What do you mean? She's built different. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, no, I want to know more. Which specific outfit was it? I don't have a specific outfit in mind. I've just seen it several times. Okay, let me pull up my. It's just um, you have, have to have the logo showing, times. and they have to be contrasting oh, yeah. logos. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. I have you this know? this pick here. I'm wearing Balenciaga and Dior in one pick. Actually, that's not that bad. It's like when okay, it's see, a tea. Okay, see, I told you if it's tasteful. Yeah, I think this is just a personal thing for Sally because I don't, or maybe I just don't care about the brands enough. Okay. I don't see it. Burberry and Gucci. Okay, but they go together. With the fact that you're wearing Burberry and Gucci, like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's when the the brands don't um, go together. Okay, I don't have a that's specific right, example. That's a very, but just keep that's it in ick. mind. Great example of an ick. <laughs> My ick for Sally. I finally thought of one. Actually, I don't know or when this it? happens, but it's when we're wearing like our really high energy time or like we haven't slept or drunk maybe but when you do the little like <laughs> like i don't know you like Ooh. you just make a face where you're just like it often happens between you and linda i've noticed where like you guys <laughs> will like make e. a face <laughs> to each other and not even the et thing but it's just the certain like you're like you're very just like weird to each other i don't know <laughs> I, i'm just thrown <laughs> off by it kind of <laughs> off put because especially i have the image of your face well, Sally, in my head timing <laughs> No, I don't want it. But well, I have a Minnie picture of you doing it. doesn't cooperate when we try to do because it. Because I don't like it. I, I get ick from it. No. And you all try to be too overly physical or just like too high energy. I'm just like, I, I can't be here. I'm going to step back from that. You don't like my but, octopus tentacles? No. No. But I don't know if that's an ick. Because I feel like that's it's just a annoyance. Okay. I like them. <laughs> Thank you, Linda. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any eggs for Ming? Do any of you? I can't think of anything. Oh. Oh, I mean, we used to have your retainer. <laughs> huh? When you would take it out? <laughs> yeah, we would take it out. Before bed. Did you know me or when I had my in, retainer? We well, knew you when you had that. braces. <laughs> oh, in high school. That's like a literal ick, though. That's like actually gross. I agree with you. Like having the retainer out and like having to put it back in, that, that's pretty nasty. Mm. But I think that's a just a fact of retainers. I can't relate. Never had braces or retainers. Okay, you're perfect. You have okay, perfect okay. teeth. We get it. <laughs> She's special. I don't have braces either. <laughs> yeah, Jethro knows. <laughs> We're built different. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is that the title of this episode? <laughs> built different. <laughs> 
It's Sally and Jethro are built different. <laughs> no, Linda, you don't escape this either. You said you got no type, so you are also Linda's built, built different. different. <laughs> well, only I can't help the normal it. One. I'm just the basic, normal. I'm just the only normie out here. But I feel like we learned a lot from this episode, but also not a lot at the same time. <laughs> like it was a lot to absorb but i don't think i don't know if anything will stay hopefully if you're listening to this episode you've enjoyed it it started out talking about x and then it kind of just went on its own little path through relationships types and back to x eventually so we've come full circle but if you have an ick you should let us know and if you have an ick of us you know some people sniffling into the microphone or something like that you should let us know <laughs> Thanks for listening. Linda, it's all Linda. <laughs> Why am I the icky one? If you like this episode, make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And you can find us on Instagram at movingalongpod and check out our Medium blog for all of our bonus contents. You can follow us there at movingalong.medium.com. Until next time. Bye. Bye.